Welcome to another episode of Turbocharged MD. I am your host, Rich Force. I am the CEO and founder of Medical Marketing Solutions. As always, this monthly podcast is to help your staff and yourself develop great marketing and sales habits to be able to increase your new patient revenue and the new patient count, as well as retaining your current patients and helping you increase your revenues and profits. So in this episode of Turbocharged ND, we're going to speak about something that is, I think, so obvious that it's not so obvious because we find so many people floundering in the ability to empathize and be nice to people. As someone who is a professional in the sales and marketing business, we speak to lots of prospects for private pay practices on a daily basis. And one common thread and one cultural thing that we've always made a point of doing, and you should too, is being nice to everyone, your clients, your patients, your staff. Niceness is something that's infectious and actually has a positive effect on the brain. I could tell you from uh, personal experience that whenever I deal with people are, that are not nice, I typically don't want to deal th- with those people at all. So, for instance, if I go out somewhere and I get bad service, it doesn't really matter how good the product is or the place that I am. Bad service to me is an immediate turnoff, and it really doesn't take that much effort to be nice yet being nice is obviously a you know paramount uh, thing in character that will make people respect you more and want to do business with you or even have a personal relationship with you and being nice is something that lots of people don't practice uh, sometimes they just don't have it in them they think that if they're being nice they're being weak And it is definitely not a sign of weakness. I think sometimes it's a sign of upbringing, values, and just a a personal commitment to treating people well. So it's definitely an underrated business skill, but it's something that needs to be developed and needs to be practiced. Um, I think being nice to yourself and having a great opinion of yourself and attitude about yourself is going to manifest itself in being nice to other people. And, you know, we are talking, you know, specifically about medical practices where you're dealing with patients and prospective patients all day long. So whether it's the phone ringing and it's prospective patient is calling your practice to get more information. If it's a current patient calling to reschedule an appointment if it's your staff who's working you know, within the practice each and every day, whether it's with vendors, the list goes on and on. No matter who we're speaking to, we're always trying to make that person feel as though they're a part of the practice, they're welcome at the practice, and we're just going to treat them with you know, kindness and smiles. Now, I'm not saying don't draw a line to where somebody becomes abusive or somebody is not complying with your rules, policies, and procedures, but it's not an excuse for not treating people well. Cursing in the workplace, making people feel uncomfortable, those are not setting forth the right path for neither your employees nor your customer. So, you know, what really makes you the most valuable is your ability to cooperate and connect with others. And if you can handle people's diversity, because we have a very diverse society, 
and the ability for each and every one of you who listens to this podcast is, you know, being able to connect with people of different ages, different personalities, different educational educational backgrounds. Um, if you can handle all the conflict that can potentially come with that, you'd probably be the highest paid, most valuable employee in your company, in your practice, and your patients will really appreciate it. And, you know, people absolutely hate dealing with people who are jerks. You know, it's easier to be nice than to be a jerk. And we always say, don't be a jerk. No jerks allowed. So, you know, again, you know, having a call center in our business where we're answering and speaking to prospects for our medical practices throughout the country, we're up against some people that aren't so nice. And I understand because a lot of these people that we speak to, they have, you know, issues and challenges that they're trying to overcome. Uh, somebody's deficient on their hormones, it just might make them miserable and, you know, feeling not nice. If somebody's having any type of dysfunction, it's something that really in their own mind is making them angry, frustrated, or mad. And sometimes when they speak to you, they take it out of you. But a great way to, you know, to really address that is to always turn around the conversations and to always be able to put yourself in other people's shoes. I remember hearing a story, and I think it's from the seven habits of highly effective people, that a guy gets on a train and the, you know, the author is just sitting there reading the newspaper and the guy's children are running around the train and the father is just sitting there like not paying attention to his kids. And the author who wrote that is getting frustrated, like, why can't this guy control his kids? You know, and he really wanted to lay into the guy. And after like 10 minutes, you know, the, the author looks at the guy and says, excuse me, excuse me, can you please control your kids? And the guy looks up like kind of aloof and not even realizing it says, oh, I'm sorry, you know, we're just coming back from the hospital. Their mother died. Okay, so that puts things in a completely different perspective. If that happened to you, you might feel bad from feeling angry and feeling frustrated. And it's not that you didn't have the right to say something or the author shouldn't have said something to the guy, but he was angry about it. And he was a little confrontational when he asked him telling to control his kids. And here it is, a guy getting on a train with his two kids and his wife just died and their mother just died. And, you know, he was so unfocused on that. So again, I mean, you really have control of every situation you're in and you can react to things, you know, differently. Uh, if you're going to let somebody really push your buttons because they're, they're asking questions or you're just trying to get on to the next task, you need to pay, you need to be patient and you need to kind of focus all your attentions to what your client's needs are or your prospective client's needs are. A lot of times people will call your practice to get information and you don't build any rapport with them. You're not asking them, you're not thanking them for calling. You know, that's the first thing we do. Thank you so much for calling. Because when you're dealing with deficiencies or, or dysfunctions or overcoming, you know, uh, health issues or trying to eliminate or prevent, you know, health issues in the past, you're speaking to people that, number one, don't know much about the treatments and are you know, maybe calling for the first time. This is the first time you're looking into it. You don't know what their situation really is if you don't ask questions. But at the end of the day, if that's not your job and your job is to answer the phones and to make sure to get the person to the right department, schedule an appointment, whatever it might be, you have to be nice and build rapport. And a great way to build rapport is thanking someone for calling or if you're at the office, thanking someone for coming in. Uh, 
then, you know, finding out a little bit about them and your common grounds and just making them feel comfortable to be able to open up to you and tell you what's going on or just to want to continue down the path of doing business with you and getting to whoever the next person is. So we have to really treat everybody as an individual with their own individual set of circumstances. And we have to be respectful of people just in general. Uh, I went to a uh, orthopedic office a couple of weeks ago to look at some damage I had to a knee and I've never been there before. And when I walked in, I said, good morning. The person did not say anything to me. She put paperwork on the on the desk and said, sit over there and fill that out. Now, could have been the greatest orthopedist in the world. And it turns out the guy is a good orthopedist. But I was so turned off by my reception at the front desk. I was expecting when I walked in to say, hey, welcome to, you know, whatever the name of the business was. Uh, can you do me a favor? Can you just please sit down, fill out some paperwork? And when you're done... Uh, just bring it back up and we'll take care of you. That would have been simple. About 10 seconds worth of verbiage would have made me, who really is you know, very sensitive to good or bad customer service, and set a different tone. Hey, I can't wait to the doctor rather than, hey, this staff is terrible. They, they just didn't really care. And what a poor introduction. Now, where does that responsibility lie as far as your staff is concerned? And that's a training aspect. Uh, now, a great way to, you know, to test and see what your culture is and how your staff is performing and treating other people is to just shop your own practice. So you can listen to one of our po podcasts about secret shopping your practice and to just gauge how your staff is on the phone. You call in to somebody else just to, you know, see how things are going or have somebody else call in and let them rate the experience they had. Have even a stranger come into your, or not a stranger, one of your friends or somebody you know come into your office just to, you know, test out to see what the reception is at the front desk. And one of the first things, you know, we do and I do when I do on-site training or even online training is really talk about building relationships. I mean, building relationships is what it's all about. You know, we're not robots. We're not there just to, you know, if your staff's coming in just to get through the day then there probably needs to be a cultural change in the practice where they really enjoy coming in and they know how to treat people. And these are things that need to be addressed in meetings as you should be having staff and sales training meetings. And, you know, attitude is so, so important. Both a person's attitude with the management of your practices or the physicians. And then, of course, the relationship with their with your customers. So I, I think I mentioned before in the story of, you know, the guy on the train, which was a true story. It's all about empathizing, you know, with other people. You never know what's going on in someone else's life or even their day. They might have gotten bad news during the day. Somebody might have passed away. They might have gotten uh, lost their job. You just don't know. But the thing is, you don't have to pry and get into their life so much that you need to know what is the source of their frustration, anger, or not having a smile on their face. Uh, and then, but, but just turn that around and just be nice to them. You know, go out of your way to say, how can we help you? Because that's why they're there. They are there for your help and having a great attitude to help them is great. It's the way we speak to people on the phone. When we call people back, we follow up, whether it be for their appointments, to uh, ask them to come, you know, check out the practice, you know, set up a consultation. Again, it's just, it's just the approach. 
be nice, be nice, be nice. Ask questions and listen. Uh, and you can go through a whole library of my podcasts, and these are lots of different subjects that I really cover to the point of, you know, it really should be ingrained in people's heads or they need to just learn how to be nice and how to treat other people. Now, when you think about, you know, if I say to somebody, uh, if you said to somebody, you know, outside of your own practice, what's the first thing you think about when you think about the doctor's office? Uh, most people are probably going to say, well, wait long time, um, you know, uh, maybe not great service. I hope that that's not what they think, but there are a lot of negative connotations. And again, I'm not specifically speaking about your practice because one of the reasons we're in private pay practice is to give a higher level of concierge service and not be bound by, you know, your typical insurance company kind of dictating the pace in your practices and then, you know, having some, you know, lack of empathy for other people because you just want to get them in and out. So in private pay practice, we have this opportunity to really connect with our patients on a whole new level, uh, even though it should be the same across every practice. So just think when people are thinking about coming to the doctor's office or coming to the practice in general, not specifically yours, they might have a negative take and think, oh, I'm going to the doctor's office. I'm going to wait forever. You know, what's it going to be today when they really should be thinking, wow, I love going to XYZ practice. The people that are so nice and so friendly. It's really about the experience. You know, the experience is, you know, everything's really about the experience. Um, what do people think, perceive about your practice? You know, what before they you know meet you, before they come in, what happens once they interact with you and then what happens once they you know, walk out. So if if a potential prospect was going to, was shopping for services that you offer and they are going to call four different places, I think one huge differentiator other than potentially your experience and your ability to, you know, treat them and, you know, take care and help them overcome their obstacles is your ability to treat them really well. So, you know, most of what they're reading about your experience and your ability to help them is things that they're reading online or they've spoken to one of your sales representatives. But the initial conversations and the way you're presenting yourself and being kind and nice and empathetic, that's the impression that you don't have to dig deep to find that. It's right on the surface. You know, it's very visceral. So if it, that, that should make sense to just about everybody. I mean, I can tell you that one of the biggest changes anyone can make in their business, and I'm not just talking about medical practice, it's just the attitude and the aura and the culture. Culture is really important. Again, what is it when people, what do people think about when they think about you and your staff? Uh, if you are the staff and what do they think about the doctor? We want them to have positive thoughts, uh, you know, big smiles on their faces, thinking, you know what, I've made a great choice. Now, of course, on the medical end, then you have to, you know, uh, deliver whatever it is you said you're going to deliver. So people, you know, set up negative, excuse me, set up uh, reasonable expectations for people, making sure that you check off all the boxes as far as, you know, what is your brand promise and what is it that you deliver uh, and then deliver it. But again, let's really think about our team and you should go whether you're, uh, you know, just a part of the team or whether you are an actual provider sit down and think about your team individually. And one of the things you need to think about each person is what is their attitude and what is their perception? Uh, I've trained 
uh, medical practices where we do this uh, exercise is called rocket ship to Mars. And we say, look, you can only take two people from your practice. If we're going to set up a medical practice on Mars, you can only take two people with you. What two people would you take? And then the other one is what people would you leave behind? And almost every single time we've done this exercise, one of when somebody, you know, when a practice picks the two people they're going to take with them, one thing in common with every single one of those people that were picked was their attitude, their ability to interact with people and the people's, you know, people really loving or liking being around that person. Again, it's the way makes you feel. Think about your own relationships when you meet something, someone new. What's one of the first things if you said to your friend, hey, I met this guy or a guy say, hey, I met this woman. Was she nice? And I, I you know, the funny thing about that, Juju, she might, was he nice or was she nice? And then what did he look like? Was he cute or was he not cute? But I, I remember when, you know, asking that question or even saying, yeah, you know, she was nice. Somebody says, oh, well, everyone's nice. So, you know, what else? And the reality of it is everyone's not that nice. And we, I think we see it in the current atmosphere, you know, today with our elections, with, you know, all the negativity going around and people not being nice. And, calling people names and you know what is that 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 makes zero sense to me it doesn't you know help us evolve you know as people you know as a country but you know right now we're specifically talking about practice so i'm not i won't make this long-winded anymore i'm just going to you know really hit the points in here is you know that the value of your practice is your practice's ability to cooperate and connect with other people handle people's diversity everyone is not the same and everyone's not going to act exactly the way you like them but you do have control of your own actions emotions and the way you treat people empathize with others you know really you don't know what's going on in their life you know give people the benefit of the doubt and just make a friend make a smile make a friend um if you need more information about staff development or self-development uh, I do training and seminars and webinars, and we can do a private training for your practice, uh, for individuals, a group of practices. Just call me at 888-292-1147. And, of course, you can always uh, visit us at www.medicalmarketingsolution.com. My name is Rich Force. I am the CEO of Medical Marketing Solution. We do practice consulting, website development, search engine optimization, social media marketing. We have the concierge call center, workshops and seminars. We're here to help you develop your practice, increase and turbocharge your revenues. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, any feedback, feel free to call me anytime. Give, shoot me an email. We're always here for you. Thank you.